Welcome once again to Devotional. This is lesson number four for Tuesday, November 20th. I am recording in a very special place right now. I am up at Campo Sabo, uh, along with all the pastors of the conference and the teachers as well. And we are discussing the topic of righteousness by faith. Uh, it's awesome to have teachers, all of the teachers in the Michigan conference, as well as all the pastors, uh, digging into the Word of God, trying to understand this beautiful subject. I'll uh, probably share more of that with you live when I'm back in my churches, both Oakwood and Monroe. Uh, but for now, we want to focus on today's lesson. And like I said on the previous days, uh, this lesson is so jam-packed. I'm not sure how those that are teaching are going to be able to teach from this. Because today, just for today, the lesson focuses on the sanctuary. I mean, there's just so much there. This, this uh, Today, just kind of focuses on the big picture. And in doing so, a fresh insight came to me. Um, I, I want to... I, I, thought of a verse that I'd never associated with uh, the, the sanctuary subject. Now I'm going to read two verses that are very helpful for me. They're very encouraging. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Uh, it's very encouraging that we can draw with confidence, boldness, says the, the New King James and the King James. And the other verse that I wanted to read is Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, that says, Therefore he is able also to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. And it is at that point that I realized the lesson helped me have a very panoramic view of the sanctuary and how this structure taught the plan of salvation. And that's what the lesson says. You know, I used to always wonder, what was the point of Jesus representing us? Number one is, the cross was not the all in all of salvation. That paid for our penalties, uh, for our sins, but we needed to believe and receive that uh, gift for us. So there had to be a ministry. God still needed to minister to us, still draw us to us. And then as we approached to God the Father, we couldn't just come uh, in our own merits, in our own righteousness. We needed to have someone represent us. And boom, that's when it hit me. Um, in Job chapter 1, uh, like I said, I've never associated the book of Job with the sanctuary. But in Job chapter 1, we see something, at least the, the Bible records something very significant um, as far as representation, human representation. Um, obviously, God had in Genesis chapter 1 entrusted to Adam and Eve, specifically to Adam, a sovereignty. He, he was um, a steward. You know, he, he had put everything under his dominion, but that had been transferred. Well, Satan usurped it through deception. And now Satan claimed that this was his territory. In, uh, in the Gospel of Luke, in chapter 4, I believe it is, or 3, during the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness, in, uh, three, Luke chapter 3, uh, Satan tells Jesus, if you worship me, I will give you all of these kingdoms and their glory because they were given to me. So Satan claimed that he now represented the human race. And in Job chapter 1, you see that uh, there was a, this, when the sons of God, verse 6, chapter 1, verse 6, now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came up among them. 
And the Lord said to Satan, From where do you come from? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From roaming about on the earth and walking up and down it, to and fro. You know, he's basically saying, I own that whole thing. I can tread and walk. I, I have uh, power and dominion of it, all of it. He was the one now trying to represent the human race for us. And in the Bible, he is called the accuser, which means that the human experience, had it not been for Christ, would have been of misery, condemnation, and ultimately death. Satan deceived us into uh, aligning ourselves with him, but then all he would do is accuse us before God, encouraging God to disown the human race and ultimately destroy it. Why would Satan want that? Because God had promised that through the human race, a Savior would be born. And he didn't want you and I to experience salvation. But God did not give up on the human race. God did not walk away from the human race in spite of all the heartache we have caused them throughout centuries, throughout millennia. You read in Genesis chapter 6 how the heart of God was grieved when he saw the wickedness, how quickly man turned from him and how few would appreciate His grace, His salvation. And yet, you know, when the Bible and many pastors have, you know, alluded to the fact that Jesus would have come and died for one human being, we say that, but we don't really understand the magnitude of the grace of God and His love that for one human being, He would have gone through this whole experience. But today, right now, We no longer have the accuser pretending to be a representative or seeking to represent us in heaven to just accuse us and blame us and and point all of our shortcomings. The very opposite is what Jesus does on our behalf. Jesus in heaven is not pointing out our mistakes. Jesus in heaven is presenting his sacrifice on your behalf. That's what when we read in in the book of Hebrews, it's uh, refreshing and encouraging and it fills us with hope to know that what we read in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 where we read therefore because it's not the accuser of the brethren up there anymore he is not the one seeking or pretending to represent us anymore it is Jesus Christ God who take took the human form he became a human and died for us it is he who's there in heaven on our behalf therefore Let us draw near with confidence, with boldness, to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And you know, there will not be a day until Jesus comes, there will not be a day in your life in which you will not need the help of God, the grace of God. And no matter what may have happened yesterday, today you may approach the throne of God with confidence, with boldness not because of you or your performance, but because of the one that represents us in heaven, Jesus Christ. The adversary, he's very much alive, but he has been cast down. He no longer has access to heaven. He no longer has access to being in the presence of God to accuse us. Now, all of his accusations become mute because Jesus silences his mouth. So my friend, I don't know where you have been with your walk this week so far, But if the enemy has distracted you, if the enemy has wounded your conscience, if he has tempted you and lured you away from Jesus, why don't you turn to him right now with confidence? Because when we do, you will not be turned away. That's what John chapter 6 verse 36 says. And I guess I should read that. 
John chapter 6, verse 36, goes right along with this promise that uh, we just read in Hebrews chapter 4. Um, uh, verse 37, actually. And all that the Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will certainly not cast out. So no matter what may have been your experience this week spiritually, especially if you have recognized that you have not walked close to God, today, through this podcast, heaven is inviting you. Approach God. Come near with confidence through this, to the throne of grace so that you may receive grace and find help in your time of need. You will need God today. There is no, no doubt in my mind you will. And the Bible tells us we need not doubt. We can approach with confidence, knowing our prayers will be heard, knowing we will be received. We will not be cast out. Jesus stands before God. He stands for you.